I wouldn't waste my time in the square like you. What do I want to knock myself out for? I'm going to take you back and dump you. Come on, where are you going? The views expressed on this special broadcast of the Take 12 radio show do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or its affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. A very scary experience. You know, God is a solution. God is 12 step. I like where he's going here. Helps the community grow, helps us grow. Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie has done a phenomenal job. Lack of open-mindedness. And you're talking about taking people through a spiritual process, getting them into recovery. Thanks, Monty, uh, and thanks for all your support. We need spirituality to make this thing work long-term. It's an absolute pleasure. He certainly knows a lot of people. This is one of the places... It is about the business of the solution. And now, broadcasting on location somewhere in the vast expanse of the Pacific Northwest, it's the over-opinionated 12-stepologist, the Monty Man. Well, welcome aboard, one and all, to a very special broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. I am in studio right now, yes, yes, on location. We are. At KHLT <laughs> Recovery Broadcasting with my co-host from Monday's show, Denver Wolf. Hey, Howdy. Denver. You, 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 did, did you ride your motorcycle here or did you ride your van? Oh, no, I drove in the van. You drove in the van? Yeah. But you're a motorcycle guy. I you, love you, motorcycles. You like... I love... Always love to be on, on two wheels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tooling around the countryside and you betcha. letting the wind blow through your helmet. It, it blows. Do you get helmet head? It blows the stink off. It does. Do you get a helmet head? Yeah. Does your hair get all? Well, you don't have a whole lot of hair uh, either. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, we want to make sure that we let the listeners know about Hope Fest coming up. September 29th. Yes, sir. Yes, indeedy. You and I are going to be there along I'm with Roger anxious. McDermott and Marco, um, our uh, Phoenix, Arizona rep, and Roger is our Southern California rep, uh, and the gang. So Hope Fest is uh, an incredible event that happens in Prescott, Arizona every year. Uh, the theme is His Grace is Enough for You, and this is Saturday, September 29th in the beautiful Prescott Courthouse Plaza. Excellent. Yeah, we're going to make some noise. Yes, we are. What was it? Last year, <laughs> the police were called because somebody <laughs> yeah. somebody complained that the mu- it wasn't that the music was too loud. It was that the music was gospel. They, they didn't like the message. They didn't like the message. <laughs> so, um, oh, well. What can oh, I say? well, here we yeah. go. And speaking of bikers, we, we had a lot of bikers there, a lot of bikers for Christ, and a lot of those programs were, were, were at Hope Fest. So... Uh, folks, if you want to visit the website, go to hopefestaz.com, and we are a proud sponsor of that event, and we're looking forward to it. Come out and uh, shake hands with the Monty Man and Denver Wolfe. W-O-L-F-E. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. So, you know, Denver, um, um, several years ago, I had um, Sonny Barger's son on my show. Now, he's the founder of the Hells Angels Uh, The chapter in Oakland, California. And his son is a 12-stepper. And he was on the show. And that was was a very interesting interview. But that's really the last time I've had anybody on talking about the biking community and and all that kind of stuff. We're out there. Yes, absolutely. Um, But check this out. Most bikers... It, it, unless they've been living in a closet somewhere, they've heard of Sturgis, right? Yes. Uh, located in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you something. There's another place, I, Hollister, California. I, I'm hearing about it. I the, the agricultural town of Hollister, which is located in San Benito County, um, south of San Jose, going that direction towards Monterey and all that. Hollister sits over there. Well, our guest this week... Um, it's an amazing story. She's the author of Born Again in a Biker Bar. Therese Tyson, oh, better boy. known as Cat. Cat. We're going to be talking with her. In fact, 
Denver, let's talk with her right now. Shall we? Shall we? Kat, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you. You, you, you betcha. Um, this is an amazing, this is kind of like Journey. A, a fall off your chair kind of book. I, I mean, it really is. Um, the title right there is one that if you, you see this on the <laughs> shelf, Born Again in a Biker Bar, First of all, let me just congratulate you on the title. That that makes me want to pick it up. Um, and we're going to be uh, you're going to be sharing your experience, strength, and hope. What it was like, what happened, and what it's like today. Um, but Kat, before we do any of that, you and your husband are celebrating, right? Right now, you got an anniversary, right? Yes. Yesterday was our 25th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations! And Saturday we renewed our vows, and we had a wonderful day with. Oh, what a blessed day with great people and friends and family. It was awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. That That is wonderful. And uh, what a story they have, Denver. I am telling you, uh, this book, Born Again in a Biker Bar, reveals the story of the Christian woman who owns, well, owned, and she's going to talk about that here in a minute, um, until just recently, actually, Johnny's Bar and Grill, the historic biker bar in Hollister, California, that inspired the classic movie, The Wild One. And at the beginning of the show, you heard a little sound clip of Marlon Brando. And there is a little bit of a conflict getting ready to start in the movie at that point. Uh, Marlon Brando is having a scuffle with another biker. And uh, that's this bar, Johnny's Bar and Grill. It, that's the movie is surrounded around that whole thing and and the riot and everything that took place um after cat's been six years supporting her husband as he nearly drinks himself to death denver and we know people that do that his request for a divorce blindsides her rather than giving up and this is what i love about this because this this reminds me of my wife right cat embarks on a spiritual odyssey that results in a more fulfilling life than she could ever have imagined. So if you read this book, you're going to take a journey to the birthplace of the American biker with our guest, a codependent control freak. She calls herself that, so that, that's okay. <laughs> and her alcoholic yeah. husband as they find their way back to God and to each other. And what a journey you've had, Kat. Do you still have all your hair? <laughs> yeah, I, I still do amazingly. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you guys have really been through it. And uh, again, congratulations on your wedding anniversary. Uh, you guys are doing well now, but you weren't always doing well, right? You know, it was a really rough road to hoe for quite some time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. what? Okay, so people are, are thinking... What are you thinking? Buying a bar when your husband's an alcoholic? You you kind of you alluded to the fact that may have not been one of your wisest choices. True. Yep, yep, that certainly was. <laughs> I got out of plan. So what was going? What was going on? Take us through the beginning of this thing. Um, you actually met Tommy uh, in a bar. True. Yep, I was a cocktail waitress. I uh, was working for Granny Goose Foods, delivering potato chips to grocery stores. And uh, I had a second job as a cocktail waitress on Fridays, and I met him there. And um, it was fast and furious. Fast and, and furious. Uh, <laughs> I, he moved in, I think, within two months. Um, and, you know, neither of us were practicing Christians at the time, obviously. And both of our lives just involved, because I've been in the bar business since I was 17 years old, or both of our lives involved drinking, but I was not an alcoholic, I was codependent, and, um, but I always wanted to have my own place, mm-hmm. and my job at Granite Goose was getting very shaky at the time, the company was maybe going to fold, and an opportunity came up to buy Johnny's, and at the time I didn't even know it was a biker bar, I just knew it was a popular place that had been in town for all the working Joes that loved it for years and was known for good burgers, and so uh, I had an inheritance come through in the nick of time, and the lovely owner that sold it to me carried the paper for most of it for me, and right. and the rest was history. So when, when you purchased, like you said, when you purchased this, you had no idea 
the significance of this piece of real estate. Clueless. Yeah. Like clueless. But it didn't take long to figure it out because the uh, 50th anniversary of the big Hollister riots that uh, put the town on the map um, was in 1997, and I bought it in 96. So we had the pre-rally coming up. I I felt I learned fast that this place was really historic and known to bikers all over the world. And I do mean the world. I've had people from every country you can think of. And um, it was, uh, but they're just wonderful people. And the thing is, I didn't even really, I didn't know any bikers. And I didn't know what to expect of bikers. I'd never known any. And at first, uh, I was actually a little scared there in 1996, not knowing what to expect. And then I found that they were just the most wonderful people with the camaraderie and uh, respect for history and everything else that I just couldn't even imagine. And uh, it was awesome. It was quite a surprise. So a lot of people really do kind of have a, a thwarted view, still today, I think, of people on motorcycles, especially when they see a <laughs> whole group of them come into town. Right, Denver? I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, completely. People judge us before they even know us. Right, right. They, they see they, they see leather. They take inventory on us. Yeah, they see leather. They hear loud, loud, loud yeah. motorcycle sounds, and they go ah, you, you know. Yeah. And yet, there are some amazing organizations around bikers. Yes, sir. That that uh, support community events and children and. The homelessness and I mean, there's just some, some amazing people that are involved. It, it's we're, we're good people, but it's a culture uh, all into itself, kind of, isn't it, Cat? Isn't it really a culture? It 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 really is, and it doesn't matter. What, there's a lot of uh, Christian motorcycle clubs and non-Christian Amen. clubs, but the camaraderie is there. It, it's you know, as a matter of fact, if, if all Christians had that camaraderie with each other, I think the world would be a better place. Yeah, instead it, of letting religion get in the middle of it, if we just were all Christians, like you know, the bikers, the way they back each other up and, and look out for each other, doesn't matter you know where you're from. If you're on a motorcycle and you're on the road, somebody's going to stop and help you because that's what they do. That's what yeah. they do. Were you say Denver? It, it's a fellowship. It, it is really a fellowship. Is. Yeah, it's a fellowship. It really yeah. So. Yes, it is. Yes, it's very much so. So I've always wanted to trike. I've always wanted to trike Denver because I can't get my leg over the top of a bike. So <laughs> you can give me a trike for Christmas. All right. Um, so, Kat, how in the heck did this move though into really kind of a ministry for you? I mean, because when you purchased this, you weren't intending on being an influence for the gospel or for hurting people, right? Oh no, I was just my intention when I bought it was to. Uh run a good business and have it take good care of my family and to give back to the community. And right. that's how it started. Um, but it took out people pretty fast. My husband had a wonderful job when I bought the bar, and within three months he quit his job. And I probably just have said no because I am a very strong woman, and I think he would have listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was a quick quick deterioration because all he had to do was think he was going to run his own little handyman business and that didn't happen and then he was going to paint and that didn't happen and do woodwork and that didn't happen and uh, it, the deterioration of our relationship went pretty quickly because then uh, everything was about the bar. My husband definitely took a back seat to the bar mm-hmm. which didn't help it didn't help with his drinking issues and um, so the more he drank the more I worked. And it was a downhill spiral that erupted when he asked me for a divorce. And I was in absolute, complete shock. Because, like I said, I was paying all the bills, and all he did was drink. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, just, I just couldn't believe he could want to leave me. But uh, looking back now, I know what kind of person I became in the process of it. And it wasn't, I wasn't even somebody I liked anymore. Oh. That happens. We we become our own worst enemy, and we don't like ourselves very much anymore. And then that, and then we spiral out of control. So you alluded to to the fact that you knew who Christ was, you knew who God was in your in your life, but you weren't really you weren't really a follower, so to speak. You were a believer only, I, right? Yeah, I was a believer only. 
Yes, I had a walk, Christian walk in many, many years. So what happened? But I was saved when I was nine. And, um, yeah. So, so what, well, what happened? What, what program, the 12 step program happened. It, it, because my husband, um, I went into Al-Anon before my husband got any recovery. I decided that when he asked me for the divorce to get to Al-Anon, and I have to say that was a wonderful organization that, uh, really helped me so much. Mm-hmm. And I had to leave town to go because I wasn't going to go to an Al-Anon meeting. I was town you know, but somebody whose husband or wife I'm serving daily, and, you know, it was just impossible. So I would drive all the way to San Jose, 50 miles away, and go to a meeting. But there again, the 12-step program a lot of time, Al-Anon and Al- Alcoholics Anonymous is more about your higher power. Well, I knew who my higher power was, and that was God. So it reconnected me to God, and I got a clear message that if I would just turn my husband over to God, that he would save our marriage, and it took me quite a while to really listen to it fully, but uh, he did. He did amazing work in me before he even did any work on my husband. Yeah. So, and, he actually and, used his disease to do a lot of chipping away at all my issues. Sure. And that's how he works. So... There was a transition that happened in your life. You, you were growing in your faith, um, and you owned this bar. Did you get some flack from the faith community? Oh, I got I got flack from everybody, including myself. I made <laughs> <laughs> my husband to quit drinking if I own a bar. So I had the idea that I was supposed to buy a bed and breakfast. And he went along with me on the road, and we actually found one and put a pit in. If, I don't know how I thought this alcoholic man was going to be more help to me as a handyman at a bed and breakfast than he ever was, because God knew it wasn't going to happen. I mean, it did not go through, and um, I think that was God's plan. Just, I mean, he can work miracles in all kinds of places, and for that's the biggest miracle of the story, to still own the bar and run the bar, and my husband got sober and stayed sober, while the bar was still there in my life. Yeah. And for at least 10 years, I prayed that I could sell it, and, but that wasn't the way. And it's been amazing, uh, the things that happened, and a lot of those are in the book, that for God will use you right when you are. And I was going to meet a lot more people that needed God and didn't know him on a bar stool. When I was sure. People that would not necessarily walk into the doors of a church or a, even an AA meeting, Right. But nope. are definitely inten- intentionally walking into a bar, and surprise, there's God. There's God. Oh, Isn't that yeah, great? Um, the, the place was great. So in your book, you refer to Matthew nine ten through twelve, and this is what it says, listeners. That night, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to be his dinner guests, along with his fellow tax collectors and many other notorious sinners, the Pharisees. And for those who don't know, the Pharisees were the religious right. Preach, you know, they preachers. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're indignant. Why does your teacher eat with such scum? They asked his disciples. When he heard this, Jesus replied, "Healthy people don't need a doctor; sick people do." Then he added, "Now, go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to be merciful. I don't want your sacrifices." For I have come to call sinners, not the self-righteous, back to God. So we, we know to obey is better than sacrifice. So when God says, just do it, just do it, right? And we go, we, yeah. we want to go, we want to say, Denver, uh, Kat, don't you, don't you agree that we want to go? Yeah, but that's, that's not traditionally sound. That's not what we do, Right. And God says, yeah. I know. <laughs> he knows. Well, that's when he has the most impact, when he does things in untraditional ways. Right. My belief in the way. And, and it was it was for me hard because I don't do anything slowly. And so I go from this gal who sat down next to my customers, threw back doing some shots, and threw around, you know, language just like the rest of them to, you know, one week later I'm, you know, Somebody puts out an F bomb and I'm saying, "Excuse me, don't use that language in here." And and they did not like that at all. Right. <laughs> so we're like, "Where did my drinking buddy go?" 
you know, it was because I just don't do anything holy. So I had a lot of opposition, a lot of opposition. I bet. People telling me, you can't be a Christian on this bar, and I said, yes, I can. And, and you can't tell me not to cuss on this bar, and I said, it's my bar, you can get the street and cuss on this if you want. Well, and um, it actually wound up being such a wonderful thing because people felt so... You know, ladies especially could feel comfortable coming in and enjoying lunch and, you know, not having to worry about uh, listening to a bunch of loud, obnoxious language. And it just, it, it gave me a better connection to the community because everybody knew where my heart was. And it was always just a, a friendly, easygoing, fun place that just busted loose every course of the lot. So. <laughs> Well, Cap, we're going to take a take a, a break here and uh, talk with you some more about uh, your story and the book Born Again in a Biker Bar. Uh, our guest is uh, Therese Tyson, the author of Born Again in a Biker Bar. She's also a life coach, uh, amongst other things, uh, celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. And that is to Tommy. And so don't go away. Uh, more with our guest right after this. Hey, did you know that September is officially National Recovery Month? That's right. So I want you to join us on September 7th at Marion Square Park in Salem, Oregon from 2 to 7 p.m. Why? Well, it's Hands Across the Bridge. The theme, Building Bridges, and the admission is free. Come join the celebration. We're going to have a DJ, we're going to have live music, food, games, and a whole lot more. This is the 12th annual Hands Across the Bridge. And during the main event, attendees will walk over the Marion Street Bridge to honor those in recovery and to remember those lost to addictions and mental health challenges in the past year. When? Hands Across the Bridge, Building Bridges, September 7th, Marion Square Park in Salem from 2 to 7 p.m. Remember, the admission is free, and there's going to be a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of building bridges. 2018 Hands Across the Bridge is organized by Marion Polk Peer Coalition and sponsored in part by Take 12 Recovery Radio. Mom and Dad used to argue about everything, especially about Dad's drinking. It drove me crazy. It got so bad, I couldn't do my homework. I couldn't concentrate. I absolutely refused to let any of my friends come to our house for any reason. I would have been humiliated if anyone found out how much my dad drank and how loud my mom screamed at him. My family went from totally crazy to quiet, calm, and even peaceful. The only thing that happened is my mom started going to Al-Anon family groups. Her relationship with my dad really changed. I asked mom if she would take me to her Al-Anon meetings or to Alateen. I wanted to see if I could have a better relationship with my dad. I'm sure glad I did. If someone's drinking troubling you, you might be surprised at what you can learn in an Al-Anon or Alateen family group from people just like you. Call 1-888-4-AL-ANON or go to alanon.org. This is Tony Morosi from the recovery band Self-Esteem, and we're listening to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show with the Monty Man on KHLT Broadcasting. Yeah, a little jazzy music there. That's a song called The Beatle. It's actually from the soundtrack of the movie The Wild One, Marlon Brando. I love that kind of stuff. Yes, a little big band. All right, our guest this week is the author of a, a book that may surprise you called Born Again in a Biker Bar. Therese Tyson, better known as Cat to her friends, is on the phone from Hollister, California. And uh, again, pointing out that they're celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary here in Tommy. Amen. And uh, this is a story, Denver, um, that is is unique because you wouldn't think of somebody that's married to an alcoholic buying a bar, or would you? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I I never thought of it. Right, and Seriously. then and then God moving in and doing what He does best. And using what what many of us might think is a little odd, but God is the God of the unusual. He moves you uniquely. He does. He does. He does. Um, and then this really becoming a ministry and reaching people for the gospel and for the love of Christ and uh, 
in the middle of a bar, people developing a relationship with Jesus, getting sober. I mean, can it be? You bet it can. Apparently. And uh, I know when we say yes to God, he does some amazing things. Uh, Kat, what what is one of your favorite stories in the book or one of the favorite stories you have from uh, Johnny's Bar and Grill? Well, it was a pretty amazing uh, story. I um, was at the bar one night on a Thursday karaoke night, and um, and I didn't quit drinking myself. I eased up, but I, you know, continued because I was part of the business and I was there. Yeah, that I would, you know, I would hang out on Thursday night making sure everything was okay. And I approached a gentleman who I actually thought was someone else, and I thought he owed me money for a tab, and I was upset about that. And so I get to talking to him, and that he's not that person. And I felt so bad about it. I said, well, come on over here and let me buy you. God, I feel terrible. And I started talking to this gentleman. And God decided to have him reveal to me that he was actually there with a gun to kill somebody for some drug dealers that he owed money to in order to pay his debt. And I just started talking with this young man, and I just said, there's just no way you can do that. I didn't know him really well, but I'd known him, you know, for a while, and I just said, I know you would just, not something you'll ever be able to live with, just can't do this, and he said, but if I don't do it, they're going to kill me. Hmm. I said, well, I can be better off dead than me carrying around that, that weight, isn't there, you know, something we can do, and I sat and talked with him and talked with him, and then he got up and said he was going to the bathroom, and he was gone for a while, and I got real nervous about that, and then he came back, and he said, I just threw the gun in the dumpster. I'm not going to do it. Wow. Oh, thank Jesus for that. And he said, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, I need to get into recovery. So I wound up uh, saying, you know what, why don't I take you to my house tonight, spend the night, and tomorrow my husband can get you into a recovery program. And he agreed. So at 1 o'clock in the morning, I take him to my house, and at this point he's drunker than 10 Indians, and I put him on my couch with a blanket and uh, pointed to where the bathroom is if he needs to use the facilities. And I go to bed, and I don't want to wake up my husband, so I don't say anything. Well, he gets up in the middle of the night trying to find the bathroom. He wanders into our bedroom, and my husband has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he sat up just to go, who's this guy? Like, whoa, 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 it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Surprise. I want to take the recovery in the morning. Don't shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Cat, you have an, an amazing stories. Recovery. It, 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 it just those things. I mean, it's just it's so hard to believe unless you lived it. You know, right? But God Amen. told just do amazing things if you open the door. Now, now Johnny's Bar and Grill is a relatively small building, right? Yeah, it's, it's a lot smaller than people think. Yeah, and, and yet on the Fourth of July every year, the the town comes alive, right? It goes pretty crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. With the motorcycle rally is in place, it's much better. But even without the motorcycle rally, because the city council, well, I won't even go into that, but uh, they tend to cancel the rally intermittently mm-hmm. and they screw everything up. And But, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, it's like up to 100,000 people will come into town in a three day oh, period. Oh, my it's goodness. Pretty insane. Yeah, somebody, pick, somebody Everybody wants to come to Johnny's. Some some of the pictures in the book will depict the amount of people uh, in Hollister, and uh, you know when I was, I was going I went to San Jose Bible College in San Jose, and and back then Hollister was just we you know we had a guy uh, in fact he was the best man at my wedding he was a youth pastor in Hollister for a while doing an internship at a church down there but it was like it was a small community that nobody really talked about much you know. Except for people that knew about this kind of thing. I mean, and Denver and I were talking about this. I, I grew up in Petaluma, California, where a lot of stuff, you know, when American Graffiti, when the strip was filmed in Petaluma, it put Petaluma on the map. And then a lot of movies have been filmed there now. Um, Hollister was certainly put on the map um, due to uh, Johnny's Bar and Grill and the riot and, and so forth and so on. Uh, you've had... Um, celebrities come through there, right? Yeah, we've had a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you, you know, you recently sold it. Why did you sell it? It was definitely time. Um, it's it's a pretty 
taxing job, and especially for someone like me who I had done it by myself for so many years that I never really, uh, until the last year, I finally took on a manager. But up until that time, I did it by myself. And so if a cook didn't show up, I cooked. If the scanner didn't show up, I cleaned. If a bartender wasn't there, I tended bar. And, um, and the world is changing. It's different than it was when I bought the bar and my basics were packed with, you know, a lot of lunch crowds with the lawyers and the doctors and the farmers and, and it just, uh, it changed. Now everybody, you know, commutes to San Jose, I'd say three quarters of the population that lives in Hollister doesn't even work there. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, the demographic was changing and I'm 58 years old now and I was getting a little tired and, um, I want to concentrate now on helping other codependents like myself, so maybe you don't have to take as long to get through the process as I did. Sure. So that's why I decided to uh, become a coach, and I really look forward to writing another book, and that takes a lot of time. So it was time to go, and God provided the way when it was the right time. Amen. Well, and just congratulations, and thank you so much uh, for your journey and your story and, and allowing God to move in your life. Uh, in the middle of what some people would say is kind of controversial, Denver. I mean, you know, the whole bar thing, right? <laughs> Could be. Um, but once again, Jesus beats, meets people where they are at. And uh, I just think it's a, a marvelous story. Um, let's talk about this codependency thing for a minute. Um, in the chapter, Alcoholics Anonymous in God, you open up this chapter by saying, at first I was very happy about Tommy's dedication to AA, but eventually, I felt like his recovery was all about AA and not much about God. Was 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 that an accurate concern, or did you discover that maybe your concern wasn't valid? I mean, how'd you feel about that? How'd you walk through that? Well, because for me, it was all about God, and I was yeah. very thrilled to have him be sober. Um, but and and I know his higher power was God. But he wasn't having that spiritual connection that I thought, you know, of course, because I had the spiritual connection, I wanted him to have it too. Right. And I was worried that without that, he would not, you know, stay with it or, and, and get everything he could out of mm-hmm. sobriety. And that's why I Celebrate Recovery, when he decided to go uh, into Celebrate Recovery, and the only thing about that is a fantastic program, but they meet once a week. And somebody who was just in recovery, he's like my husband did. He went to three meetings a day. Sure. Uh, and so that was the only thing about Celebrate Recovery. So he's been in, with AA, I'm sure. I don't know exactly how long, but at least a year before he went in to Celebrate Recovery. And then there's been his uh, life at the spiritual turn that I've been, been praying for for so long. And uh, it just improved everything. It just improved everything. Because with, God, with God's help... Uh, and him being the main source of Tommy's recovery, it just changed everything for the best. Yeah. Amen. Uh, uh, folks, we're talking uh, with Kat Tyson. Her website, uh, you can purchase this book, Boarding In at a Biker Bar, is www.catyson.com. You can follow the links here at Take 12 Radio uh, as as well. Now, now, Kat, addiction and drug use and so forth uh, didn't just, you, you, with your codependency issues with Tommy, it wasn't limited to that. Uh, there was some struggles with uh, your son, Alan, right? Yeah, and the codependency. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, just, just, you know, I got to take care of everybody. And I, as codependents think that without our help, you know, the world's going to fall apart. Right. <laughs> I was able to step back in the case of my husband, but where my son was concerned, I just kept helping. And you're not helping. <laughs> All I could say to people out there is you really just got to give them to God because the longer you enable people, the longer they will stay in their disease Amen. or their addiction. You know? Yeah. Let go and let God. That's what I say. And, and, and how's your uh, how's your son doing now? He's doing all right. Um, you know, he doesn't have the wonderful Wi-Fi we'd love to see him have. Um, yeah. His job situation is shaky and that kind of thing, but sure. uh, I'm not helping, you know, and, and he actually didn't talk to me for a while when I stopped. And, uh. um, had a little rough period there that broke my heart, but he's come around and, and he was up here, he came up wearing our property in Singletown for our, 
our celebration, and he came up here, and it was just wonderful seeing him with my husband's three kids, and they're all pitching in to help, and it was just a, a beautiful thing. It's well, that's thing. that that's wonderful, and, and you know, the truth of the matter is, as codependents, we tend to give people a soft place to land, and sometimes that's the last thing they need. Um, just ask my wife. <laughs> Hard rock changes your life. Hard sometimes. rock changes your life sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, this is a journey uh, to the birthplace of the American biker with a codependent control freak and her alcoholic husband as they find their way back to God and to each other. The book is entitled Born Again in a Biker Bar by Therese Tyson, uh, better known as Cat. And uh, I, I encourage you listeners to get a copy of this book. You will not be able to put it down. The website is www.catyson.com. Um, you, you actually have this coming out in audio on Amazon at some point. I know there was kind of a mix-up with, with things, but tell the listeners what you're looking forward to there. I'm really excited about the audio book piece because so many people, you know, they're driving, especially in the Hollister area, so many people driving a long distance to work, and so it's something they can listen to. And it took a while to get it done because I wanted to do it with my own voice. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a real big fan of Joyce Meyer, and I watch her on the TV all the time. And once I bought one of her books and audio books and tried to listen to it, and it wasn't her voice, and I uh. listened to it. <laughs> Yeah. So I decided I need, and so many people that know me that they were reading the book and they could hear me, hear my voice. And so, um, actually, this gentleman that bought the bar from me is an audio engineer, and he helped me to get this done. And I'm very excited about it. It should be out within the next couple of days. We had a little bit of a, a snafu, and I'm actually uh, giving away 10 audio copies. Uh, if you go to Sharice, C H A R I S S E, at C A Tyson. Dot com I gotta and get, I gotta get there. to win one of the 10 free audio copies. And I also have great resources, um, PDFs that I share with people, the five things you can do to experience more joy right now. And I've just got uh, things I'd like to share with people. I'd love to hear from people that actually listen to this and that uh, if it made any difference for them, if opened any eyes, um, I'd love to hear from people. It means the world to me. Yeah. And I have the nice giveaways for people to get in touch with me. Amen. Amen. So let, give us that that website again uh, where they can enter to get the audio. Yeah, that's up on my, my Facebook, Sharice uh, Ann Tyson's Facebook page and the Sharice Tyson Facebook page. Okay. And um, also uh, it's an email entry. So if you go to Sharice, C-H-A-R-I-S-S-E, at C-A-T-Y-S-O-N dot com and just say, I'd like to enter to win a copy of your audio book. I'll be giving 10 of those away, and I will do that live, too, on Facebook as soon as, as it gets released. And right. And uh, get those out there, and I'm hoping within the next couple of days that will happen. Okay, so we're gonna have, listeners, we're going to have that information up on the website at Take12Radio.com. Uh, for you to to listen to, please go there and uh, copy that down as soon as possible because uh, the shows do update uh, on our main website. But also, you can go to our Podomatic page and we have our archives there. So that's Take Twelve Recovery Radio dot Podomatic dot com or our YouTube channel, which is YouTube dot com forward slash Monty M O N T Y Meyer M E Y E R. Um, and there's archives there. So the links to, to enter that. But remember, it's it's time sensitive because once she gives it away, it's done. So, yeah. right. Um, so take the opportunity to, to, to get that. Um, so t- talk a little bit uh, about what you're going to do now. Now that you've sold Johnny's Bar and Grill, what's, what's in store for Kat and Tommy? Well, right now we're getting ready to head out on a three-month road trip in our motorhome across the country. I am so excited. It's something that we talked about when we first got married about one day we're going to get in the motorhome and go across the country. So here we are with that wonderful opportunity. And and it's amazing how, you know, you'll wind up in an RV site. And RVers, by the way, are a really tight camaraderie group just like bikers are right and i'm hoping that uh and it's amazing when people sit down with the two of us 
since we went through this together, and I like the analogy that my, my husband used. I mean, it's like somebody that goes through a catastrophe, how close it brings them. You know, like September 11, those people that went through that together have got to, you know, when you go through something as insanely difficult as what we went through, it just brings you closer. And when we're able to share our story with people and they can ask Tommy questions about what he, you know, felt like for him as the alcoholic and what it felt like to me as the person putting up with the alcoholic and um, my codependency. And it's just been a wonderful thing. And I think God's going to use us all the way across the United States and back. I'm just so excited. Well, I think he is, too. And Denver, actually, there's a possibility they may be coming this way through Albany. Oh, my goodness. There's a possibility, right, Kat? Yep. Um, checking out the map here and our trip to see if we can swing through. It would be awesome. Yeah, that would be yeah, great. It would be awesome. I would love to meet you folks. Yeah, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. So... For the listeners' sake, I, I want to tell you about this movie, The Wild One, with Marlon Brando. It is listed as one of the top ten movies that he ever was in. Uh, of course, if you know The Godfather, you know Marlon Brando. You know, um, Streetcar Named Desire, some of these other movies. Um, you can go to YouTube.com and type in The Wild One, and you can actually, for I think it's $2.99, you can actually watch the entire movie. Uh, that'll give you a taste of what this story is about, about Johnny's Bar and Grill uh, and uh, the riot that took place in Hollister that really put the American biker on the map. Um, you know, Sturgis is wonderful, but Sturgis don't got nothing on, on Johnny's. You know what I'm saying, Denver? <laughs> Thank you. I Sweet. That. What's that, cat? I said, I thank you. I appreciate. You. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's a marvelous story, and, and I'm, I, I have. I'm, I'm anxious to read your book. I, I'm looking at it here, and I'm, yeah, I'm ready. You're, you're, well, you're, all goes well. I can bring it to you. Well, I hope oh. so. Oh, that would be awesome too. It would yeah. be awesome, <laughs> wouldn't it? Would, uh, folks, uh, it's it's not. You know, we love picture books, don't we, Denver? <clears throat> I like lots pictures. of pictures. Lots of great pictures yeah. in here uh, of uh, history. Of the parades, uh, the karaoke, the, uh, the you know the Fourth uh, of July celebration, and uh, there's some celebrities in here. Um, it's just a great book, folks. You don't want to miss out on this book, "Born Again in a Biker Bar" by Therese Tyson. Uh, this is the story of how God moves in the life of some people that it brings them to a place where um, she buys a bar. And then God uses it to bring people unto himself. Hallelujah. You know, and if, and if you think, if you're sitting here, and I know some of our listeners are going, really? Well, yeah, really. Yeah, really. Right? It's real. It is real. I, I mean, <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, if we, if we don't break out of this traditionalism of having bless me services in a building, and we don't reach out to, that's why I love this, Celebrate this, Recovery. This Pharisees. <clears throat> Type yeah, of attitude. the parasitical attitude. Yeah, I love celebrate recovery because, in, in fact, uh, a Rick Warren and Johnny Baker, the founders of Celebrate Recovery, uh, Rick Warren made this statement that Celebrate Recovery today is more like the New Testament church was. You know, we I don't know what happened to testimony night at churches. I'm not seeing them anymore, and. Celebrate recovery. You got testimony nights. You got stories of experience, strength, yes. and hope. The microphone's getting passed around. Then you have uh, a we're le celebrating lessons that that walk through the eight principles and the twelve steps. You have you have people walking through this. I, I love the worship services at CR meetings because half the group smells like smoke. The other half are <laughs> cussing through their 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 mustaches and their and, and their bonnets and and, and and everybody's transparent and real. And they're just, it's just so refreshing to be around a bunch of people that are transparent and real. And real. And don't got their Sunday go to meeting clothes on. And now I know I'm going to hear it for saying that, but that's okay. <laughs> You're going to catch flack. And Kat, I'm, I'm so grateful that, that you have been so faithful to, to withstand the storm of popular opinion. <laughs> And and have stood yeah. up and done this for I'm God. 
Yeah, the rebel in you. <laughs> Yep, I think that's why God put me there. He knows I'm a rebel. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. Absolutely. Any last any last thoughts for our listeners? I say let God use you right where you are, and you know don't develop opinions without getting to getting to know people, because uh, you'd be amazed sometimes what uh, what people have to offer. Like I said, I didn't know what bikers were like, and I was afraid of them. Yeah. To a certain extent until I got to know who they, they were and they're the most, you know, wonderful people. And if you see somebody with tattoos and funny hair, don't make assumptions about them because they might be some really spectacular people that can make a wonderful difference in your life if given the chance. Amen. Denver and I got tattoos, and we're spectacular people. I got tattoos everywhere. (laughs) I got bad hair. And I, I just thank you, Kat, so much for what you've done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, tell Tommy uh, congratulations for us. Amen. And I will. We, we'll hope to see you when you're on, when you're on your trip. Um, God bless you guys. So I want to I want to say a prayer for them real fast, Denver. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for the ministry and the call that you have put on this couple's life and and the influence they have for you. Lord, thank you for the 12 steps. Thank you for AA. Thank you for Celebrate Recovery. Thank you for Johnny's Bar and Grill. Thank you for Marlon Brando. Thank you for for all these things. We sometimes, Lord, think we know what you're up to. The truth is, sometimes we haven't got a clue. But you do what you do best, and you don't need our help. You want our service. And so we step up and we say, we want to serve you, Lord. And whatever that means, right where we're at. Help people to know that when they're feeling like maybe they don't have anything to give, that you can use them right where they're at, regardless of their situation or their circumstances. All they have to do is be willing. Thank you, God, for this wonderful story. And, uh, Lord, I, I would ask that you would bless this couple as they, they travel. Give them traveling mercies. Keep them safe so they can help influence others for you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you very much. You betcha. Thank you, Kat. Listen, folks, our closing song is by Rusty Golden. He is uh, one of the sons of the Oak Ridge Boys. The gentleman with the big, long beard. Rusty's been on of our course. show before. Hair. Um, yeah, you bet. Um, it's called I'm Living Right Now. Check out this song. Okay. 
Mr. Rusty Golden with his song, I'm Living Right Now. You can get more of his great recovery-focused music at www.rustygolden.net. A special thank you, a very special thank you to our guest, author, life coach, and born again in a biker bar, Therese Tyson, author of the book of the same name. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, strength, and hope. You can visit her website at www.catyson.com. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with my co-host, Denver Wolf, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs>